Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Joined now by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin, I, I don't know how many times that you've answered this question. Um, <laughs> no, not again. Well, no, I'm just I'm about to say it. The answer is is just about to be delivered. Yeah. And that is on what March the 28th, and that is yeah. a week from yesterday. Monday. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, from it's next. It's next Monday. Yeah. yeah, next Monday. Yeah. And that is the fact. Anthony Black is finally going to announce where he will be playing next year. Now you notice I didn't say what college because sounds like the G League might be a genuine option for Anthony Black. Yeah, yeah, we're going to find out. Um, you know, for the longest time, Randy, I just didn't feel like Arkansas was in the was at the front for him. And after that that unofficial visit last month in February and or the Tennessee game, Arkansas brought back the, the former Hogs, the Hogs for life, but they're in the pros now. Big game against Tennessee, and he was part of that atmosphere. Um, and you know, the momentum off of that. From everything I was getting, was Arkansas was the leader for him. That he, you know, that he. I'm not going to say that he was a silent commit, but it. But the information I was getting on both sides of it kind of had that feeling that maybe, you know, I'm not going to say he said I told anybody Nussman or anybody I'm definitely coming. But I think you know the staff was supremely confident riding off of that. Um, and then just here in the last week or so, I've been getting information, you know, out of the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, with some folks connected to it that feel like it's going to be Gonzaga. Now I will say this, when Jordan Walsh committed to Arkansas, it was a, a few days lead up to that. We're not the same source, but a different one in the Dallas Fort Worth area, because he's also from that area. Jordan Walsh, uh, you know, thought that it, it was not going to be Arkansas. Um, and, um, and it turned out to be, so you just never know with source information, but you know, I'm not as confident as I was that Arkansas, the, uh, front runner, you know, in the driver's seat, but he's a lean. Uh, I do think, but I'm not, based on all the stuff I've heard in the last week or so that seems like Gonzaga keeps coming up, I'm not convinced that that's true either. So I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm really on the fence now, which is better than I was for months, not as good as I've been for the last several weeks since that visit. Um, but I'm on the fence waiting to see like everybody else. And, of course, we may learn more in the next few days um, but I think Arkansas, Arkansas is still right in it. I think there are staff members that are still thinking he's going to come to Arkansas. There may be some that are not as confident right now. Um, and I think, um, you know, I think it's probably going to come down to Arkansas and Gonzaga. TCU's the hometown team. I think it's made a lot of ground up. So if there's a dark horse upset, you know, he may decide, well, I'll just stay, basically stay home. Uh, but I do think it's down to Arkansas and Gonzaga. And I'm I'm not sure that I'm believing all the all the momentum that seems to be shifting towards Gonzaga in terms of what folks are saying or that I'm hearing, uh, but it's definitely there. That's that's definitely you know something that's circulating. So you know I can't ignore that either. But right now, we're, like you said, we're going to find out a week from yesterday. That's Monday the 28th. That's the day, by the way, the day before the McDonald's All American game. Uh, where you've got Nick Smith Jr. and Jordan Walsh, the two Razorback signees, and five stars playing with Anthony Black in the same game. 
So we should know a day before if he's a Razorback or uh, Gonzaga Zag uh, when that game tips off so that Hog fans know whether they should be rooting for him or uh, <laughs> maybe not rooting for him. You know, Kevin, you, you, there's a lot of ways to win. There's a lot of ways to win. We have seen um, this coach do do it differently than any coach at Arkansas history ever has. Musselman knows that transfer portal. You've already signed. They've already signed five freshmen, and those guys are all prime players. And you only got one basketball anyway. But you got five prime players coming in. Think about last year's team, even with Moses Moody. Would the Hogs have gotten to the Elite Eight without Smith and Tate? No. Do you, do you think about this year's team? you think the Razorbacks would be in the Sweet 16 right now without Amude? No. And, and Tony. So, or Tony. And, and Tony, too. So you think about that, and i got to believe that if, if they don't get black, they're not going to be crushed. But either way, they'll find one player in that transfer portal with five freshmen coming in. You can't bring in too many, but they'll find one or two they're going to bring in here. And with all the freshman help they're going to get, there'll be some transfer that's going to play a key role next year, don't you think? No doubt about it, because that's been the formula so far. In fact, we forget the first recruiting class late. When you have a coaching change, yeah. it's typically in the spring, and so you don't yeah. have the benefit of a full recruiting cycle. He got five transfers in yeah, in that right. short period of time, and, and some guys had to sit out. We haven't We've really seen since that time he's really leaning on these immediately eligible grad transfer types. Yeah. Uh, but but J.D. Note, you know, third-team All-American, All-SEC first team, he was one from his first class that sat yeah. out a year and has played the last two years at Arkansas. So Eric Mosman has shown he's going to use transfers, and those transfers are going to have a big hand in what Arkansas does. The high school talent's another thing. We know how – how highly rated that 2020 class was top five, according to ESPN. And then look what that, what, how that translated with guys like Moses Moody, what he did in a season before becoming the first one and done in a lottery pick and guys like Debo Davis and Jalen Williams. Now two years in a row, having a heavy hand in what Arkansas has been able to accomplish. So it's, uh, he's shown a really good uh, ability to meld and mesh those things together to make Arkansas what it's become, which is, you know, I tweeted this out after Arkansas was the only SEC team to advance beyond the first weekend. No, Arkansas hasn't won the SEC either year or the last two years, but they've got the best overall record, yeah. the best record in league games, they've got the best NCAA tournament record, and they've advanced now two years in a row further than any other SEC team has in postseason, which, if you think about it, is really what fans, you know, everything can be great. You can acknowledge being ranked and having a good regular season, but everybody pays attention to to what you do in March, and your great seasons are typically remembered based on what you did in the postseason. So I think Arkansas, there's an argument to be made. Arkansas is carrying the banner for the SEC going back. These, you cover the full parts of both seasons. There's a case to be made there based on those that information I just shared, and you know that's a credit to Musselman and the staff because he's in his third year. And in the line, and, and so after year one, in the next two seasons, he's effectively made Arkansas. If you just look at results, the top team in the league. Back to Anthony Black for a moment. Uh, where does he fit in, Kevin? Is he the consummate point guard? Is he an off guard? Is he a combo? I mean, where do you see Anthony Black fitting in? Because he made yeah, he talked a lot about that. Yeah. 
I see him as a combo. I see Nick Smith Jr. as a combo. They're not the same player, obviously. They have different things that make them special, but in, in, at the end of the day, they can get others involved. On, you know, as a facilitator, they can get their own offense. Um, and I, but I think, you know, Anthony Black, when I listened to some of the interviews and some of the things he said, I didn't go as deep with him in the times that I've talked to him. But, um, you know, he's talked about some of these opportunities of being he being the guy on the ball. I don't think when you come to Arkansas with the Nick Smith Jr. in the mix that you have that front and center, I'm the centerpiece ball handler because Nick Smith Jr. is going to have a say in that. And there's going to be competition for all these guys no matter where they go. It's not just about the other five stars coming in with them. Like you said, Arkansas is going to identify players out of the portal. You think Nick Smith Jr. doesn't understand that? You think he and his family haven't paid attention the last two years? Competition, once you get on campus, is the first competition you face. Yeah. In a positive way, you want to build team chemistry and all that. But that's the first competition you face for playing time, your role. And then you've got to go earn it and prove it, not only through practice through the summer and the off season, but then once the season starts, you got to produce. And you got to be a part of what, you know, what translates to winning. So I think all of these guys face that. You don't know, regardless of how many stars they have, how it's going to uh, translate at the next level. But certainly an Anthony Black makes Arkansas's class better. He's versatile. Uh, Jordan Walsh and Nick Smith Jr., um, all, in my opinion, are guys that are going to earn their roles, and I think they're going to have big roles next year. Guys like Joseph Pinion, Darian Ford, Barry Dunning Jr. have the same opportunities to, to carve out roles themselves, although the, the way Musselman does things, one, he likes veteran players in that rotation, and it's a tight rotation. And you now you've brought in at least five high school players, possibly six. So I don't expect to everybody to have those kind of roles out of that freshman group. My guess is two or three maybe. Um, that that's that's just using you know, based off my observations about Musselman does things and just the numbers. So, you know, either way I think Anthony Black would be a guy that have a great opportunity to have a big role next season at Arkansas. But he's also, you know, maybe being told different things by the staff at Gonzaga. Hey, you're the guy. You know, maybe at TCU they're get they got a specific role for him that they're telling him he's gonna have where he's always, you know, that he's the the main guy on the ball. I don't know that Eric Mussman can tell him that based on who he's, who we know he's bringing in when that starts with Nick Smith Jr. All right, we've got time. We're going to squeeze in Steve. Steve, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Hoop Scoop? Yes, sir. And I'll make this real quick. Hey, um, Connor Vanover, um, I, I I really feel sorry for him. And where where do you see how many uh, is he a, a junior? Yes, yes. In regards and so, to well, he's a fourth year junior, him? but I, but the way the eligibility worked with COVID, he probably has ten more years. Right, <laughs> ten, <laughs> two, right. <laughs> so I got two. Yeah. Do you do you see him having a role on this team at all, or do you see him? going to a different school to at least play or is he is he one of those that'd rather be on the bench at the Razorbacks or would he, does he need to go play somewhere? Okay. Thank you. Thank Steve. you for the question. We're gonna find out because he's not playing. And so we're gonna find out once the season ends, does he have intentions of, of having a significant playing role some you know in college basketball because if he does He's probably looking elsewhere unless there's a plan for him 
with this Arkansas program next year, which I, you know, I would tend to lean the other way. If he's going to play significant minutes, he's probably going to look, look elsewhere. He may love being a Razorback and being part of this program and and, and growing as a, a student, an athlete, in, in, in other ways other than just major playing time. So we'll see what his decision process is. Hang on, Kevin. We have one more segment with Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Drive Time Sports will continue. With it's gut check time. Drive Time Sports is back on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And let's talk with another Steve. Steve. Never mind. Steve didn't want to talk to you after all, Kevin. But uh, I think the other, and granted, there's still basketball, at least one more game to be played this season. But I think the other question, Kevin, is, and we've kind of touched upon this now, oh, gosh, I guess over the last couple of weeks, and that is of the existing roster, those that want to return. In fact, um, Audis Tony has already kind of hinted that, okay, I made a decision yet. So uh, there's a decision from Tony. There's a decision which I think we're all going to say J.D. Note is probably not going to return. But there is the possibility J.D. Note could return if he so choose. What about a young man like Chance Moore, who has seen very, very limited playing time? I would think, you know, talking about Connor Vanover, uh, granted, he is an Arkansan. He's from basic Little Rock. Uh, but I think you've got to believe there's going to be, you know, questions whether or not Chance will come back. I don't think there's any argument. Div- well, maybe I shouldn't say that, but I don't think at least there's not an argument uh, with myself over Devo Davis. I think he'll be back. Uh, K.K. Robinson, does K.K., does he elect to come back? Uh, do we know, Kevin, is K.K., 100% physical, physically healthy? Yeah, that's a good question. And I don't know the answer to that. I know that he's available to play, and they've used him some. Um, and, you know, so I'm going to have to assume that he can go. I do know that he's had, you know, injury problems, um, you know, last year, and then some of that bled into this year during summer and preseason practices. When he, when he sat some, you don't know if that was soreness related to the surgery or, or, you know, I, I don't think there was anything um, from what I what I gathered uh, structurally that continues to be a problem. So uh, with what the injury was originally, which was a break, and then he had surgery. So, uh, you know, you, you bring up a good point, though. If you're not playing and you know this guy has a top six, seven rotation of guys that are really going to get the minutes, I mean, yeah, there might be an eighth or ninth guy that check in and play two, three minutes, but, I mean, at some point, players have to determine: Is this where do I, you know, am I? Is this a place where I'm going to actually get be able to earn playing time? If you think about the way Musman does things, he turns at least half his roster over anyway. And if he's in the transfer portal, bringing guys with experience that have logged the kind of minutes and production guys like Stanley Amudi did, uh, Odie's Tony, and even Chris Likes at their previous stops, these are proven players that average double figures and had big roles. What does the math tell you? Maybe, you know, I'm going to have more of an uphill climb 
he, you know, but it's more likely that these are guys that he's going to pencil in in his rotation until, you know, there's some reason not to. So I think if you're guys that aren't playing, you've got to look at that and determine what matters to you. Do you want to, you know, the other thing is I think Mussman likes new blood in his program. I don't think that he's looking to develop someone over the long course of time. You know, J.D. Notay's an example of one that's been good, you know, now three in his third year at Arkansas after transferring and wasn't recruited by Arkansas in a high school. So you get a look, consider all that as a guy that's not playing right now. And and so when you bring up games like names like Chance Moore and Connor Vanover, who we've been talking about, what do, what do these guys want out of their experience? What do they need? Most of these guys want to play, and they want to somehow get to another level, a professional level. So to me, that answers most of it, Randy. I think you're going to see transfers. Guys mm-hmm. leave it, transferring out, and I don't think – Arkansas is going to have a problem with that. I think Nelsonman's very strategic in things that he does, being proactive with his portal recruiting, with his high school recruiting. And I think he already has a vision for next season. This is a guy that's constantly thinking about four or five moves on the board down the line, not just where he's at right now. And I think these players also are probably thinking about as they're sitting on that bench here in March and haven't played much, what's my next move? So I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're going to see roster movement again. Let's talk with Mark. Mark, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Kevin. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? Just Man, afternoon, doing gentlemen. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, appreciate it. Just a quick question, guys. I think about I think back a lot on the Nolan Richardson days. Kevin, do you think it's possible now that we got Muslims here, we've got a bunch of these young guys coming in, you know, four or five star recruits, plus what we've already got that might be coming back next year? you think he will add a little bit of depth to us? You know, we can maybe yeah. run two five trains like Nolan did, you know, kind of wear people down a little bit. And I'm often wondering why we don't, or, you know, why we don't do that anymore. Or maybe we just haven't had the talent, you know. But I definitely believe we got the talent coming out to uh, possibly, you know, deepen our bench. What's y'all's thoughts, guys? I'll hang up and listen. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. So, he, he's been four years at Nevada and now three at Arkansas, and, and he just coaches the same way. It's really, if you really look at the minutes, five guys getting heavy minutes, maybe a sixth guy, maybe a seventh guy getting 15. But that's just how he does it. And so I don't think that's going to change, regardless of the level of talent he brings in. If it does change, it'll, that'll, you know, I'll be mildly surprised, or more than mildly surprised, I'll be surprised because. It's just not how he gets it done. And if I really think about the NBA, you know, the NBA, a lot of times, you know, those top two rotations, they'll play 10 deep. And as it gets closer to the playoffs, they'll, they'll tighten that rotation. It comes down to eight or nine guys. And then in the playoffs, sometimes that eighth and ninth guy is seeing fewer and fewer minutes and less production. And I look at how Musman's done the non-conference. They don't play a really tough, tough non-conference. There's a lot of – Teams in there, Arkansas expects to win, and he kind of uses some of those games when Arkansas has a big lead of getting nine, ten, eleven guys some playing time or some minutes, give them a look in this with this group and this, you know, this personnel package. But when it really gets down to league play and they start pushing closer to postseason, those rotations tighten up. So it kind of looks to me like how it's done in the NBA. That's his pedigree, and I think it works for him at this level. So the answer is no. I, I don't think. Even if he loads up with all these talented high school players like he has, and he's going to go in the portal, I fully believe that and pull, pick out of there what he wants like he has done every year. 
Um, I think Arkansas is still going to, at the end of the day, be a six, seven-man rotation. You know, you'll see an eighth guy. You know, sometimes the rotation might change a little bit. We saw Trey Wade move into a starting role, but what is Trey Wade really? You know, he starts, he plays a few minutes, he's had some really, some good games, but he's not getting heavy minutes. Debo Davis, who's now coming off the bench, is still playing those heavy minutes, and it's still five or six guys gobbling up most of the minutes. And you know, Chris likes his fluctuate. Sometimes he plays five or six minutes now. Sometimes it's twenty. If, if J.D. Note is in foul trouble, we see more of likes. We don't see those guys on the floor together now like we did earlier in the year. They typically are not on, on the court together. They're too similar. Uh, but to answer the question, I think Arkansas is going to – I think Musman is going to keep doing what's worked for him, and it has worked for him because the results uh, bear that out. Let's check in <clears> – <throat> pardon me. Let's check in with D.K. D.K., good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Kevin. Yes, well, I, I kind of got a – a comment for Kevin. I want Kevin to, to tell me because right now, you know, I picked Gonzaga in Houston in the championship, and I got Gonzaga winning it all. Mm-hmm. And at the radio station, you know, I'm kind of worried because I'm trying to figure out how is Gonzaga going to compete with Arkansas. They ain't never seen nothing like this. They they weak in a weak conference, and Arkansas in a stronger conference. So I want you to calm my nerves and tell me how is Gonzaga going to be able to possibly get a win over Arkansas? Because I know I heard Coach Hugh was nervous because he heard Coach Muffin when he named drop Kobe. So I know now he's looking up something that he done used on dirt and Kevin Garnett. So I want you to calm my nerves for me. I'm going to take, take your hands off there. Y'all have a good rest of the evening. Oh, thank you, DK. He needs his nerves calm to see if Gonzaga can win. And you... Yeah, that's what I'm. That, that's what I wanted to sort out first. I need to calm his nerves and give him reasons that Gonzaga can win. Good so grief! His, his yeah, his comfort level is based on Gonzaga. Well, here's the other. Here's the other question: Is his life going to change if he, if Houston if Gonzaga wins the national championship just because he picked them? Gee, wouldn't you rather see the Razorbacks yeah. win? BK, you call us all the time. I'm shocked. <laughs> you know. Gonzaga is really good at both ends of the floor, and it's the number one offense in the country, number one in, in overall field goal shooting, nearly 53%, number one over 60% on two-point field goals, top 25 in three-point shooting, number one defensive rebounding team in the country, number one overall rebound, top five in blocks, so they're good on both sides. Arkansas is not a very good offensive team. It's going to have to be great defensively. It just wins some matchups that you wouldn't. I think Damon's telling you you gotta go. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs>